0: Hey, everybody. I'm Tyler Suders with the Consumer Technology Association. We are the owners and the producers of CES, the most influential tech event anywhere on the planet. And we are here to get you CES ready. The big show is January 8th to 11th, 2019 in Las Vegas. And today... We are addressing sports technology, and CES is where you'll find the intersection of professional athletes and sports technology and seemingly everything in between. Only at CES can you catch up with eSports, an immersive fan experience, also technologies for smart venues, And we're addressing the quantified athlete, what athletes are going through when they're performing their sports. And it's all in one place. CES is where the future of sports technology comes to life. And today, two varied views on sports and tech. The first is with the CEO of a sports company called Hype, Um, If you haven't heard of it, you should know who this guy is. He has a doctorate in aerospace, a master's in business. He has worked in the semiconductor industry, and now he's focusing all that innovation and experience on the sports tech sector. And also, this is a real job. We are talking to a professor of sport management. How cool is that? Um, she is into not only with the latest tech trends for sports and what the sports audience is right now, how it's evolving and how it's embracing technology, but she also happens to be a major sports fan, which certainly helps her perspective. All that is coming up on this edition of CES Tech Talk. Dr. Lisa Narati is with George Washington University here in Washington D.C. She is a professor of sport management there, and. Professor, excuse me, I'm going to go through your long resume here, as impressive as it is. She is president of the Washington chapter of Women in Sports and Events. She is on the editorial board of Sports Travel Magazine and is the author, most recently, of The Globalization in Sports. Professor Narati, thank you for your time today. Thank you. Uh, Okay, now that I'm catching my breath after that long resume, and and as I said, it is impressive, um, you have an interesting take on where sports fandom is heading whether that's in person whether that is at home Um, give us a a brief overview of your vision if you don't mind
1: I've been following you know fan experiences both at home and in the stadium uh, over my 28 years as a professor and you know technology does have a major impact and it's interesting that technology that enhances the at-home experience impacts the attendance in the stadium Mm -hmm. And this is nothing new as, you know, we were worried when, or I wasn't, but uh, back then when television (laughs) came about, uh, people were worried how, you know, showing games on TV was going to impact attendance in the stadium.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So do you see it, it being the innovation and the... Uh, technology that, that we're, is getting more incorporated in the fan experience, is that going to drive fan attendance as well through fan enthusiasm, through fan interest, that people who may not be um, especially interested in, in investing hours in watching a sport will feel it's a bit more uh, participatory, um, that there's something else there for them besides the game itself?
1: With so much of correspondence happening online now and fewer and fewer personal engagements, um, I feel sports has that role of bringing people together. Mm-hmm. Just look at uh, the Caps win. I mean, people went downtown and hung outside the stadium or uh, <laughs> outside the arena uh-huh. uh, just to gather and support that team.
0: So this is the Washington Capitals Stanley Cup victory earlier it, this year, exactly. right? Right to a long-suffering city. We've gone a long time without a national championship. Okay.
1: But when you looked at that crowd. I would say the majority of them were not fans of Caps prior to their run. Mm-hmm. I think they felt a, a bonding with everybody. And in this decisive time in in our history, um, I think sports pulls people together. So I think sports teams um, can use that to their advantage of saying this is a kind of safe area for everybody to come and enjoy um, activity.
0: At a much much more basic consumer level, too, uh, professor, it seems that um, technology is enhancing even that aspect of it because one of the easiest ways to track what was going on outside Cap 1 Arena, the night of the Capitals victory, when it was in Las Vegas, they won the game in Las Vegas, but the celebration was here in Washington, was via social media, right? You wanted to be there to get your picture in front of the home arena of the Capitals, right? Or you in your uh, hockey sweater, uh, with other fans. There's something about that that drives it, too, right?
1: Right. I'm suggesting that every stadium have a selfie post. Like you, <laughs> you have to have that iconic uh, location where you go and take a selfie, and mm-hmm. um, and you want to share that with all your friends, and uh, you know, it's kind of a status symbol that mm-hmm. I was at this event or that event. Um, but, you know, technology also enhances that experience so now with an app you can tell the best way to get into the venue um, available parking spaces they know where they can get their chili cheese fries or their salad Uh, they know where the shortest bathrooms are they can also watch multiple different games at once there's so many different things now available to the fan to make their experience better.
0: So watch a number of games at once, and not just the one where you are. Um, this brings to mind some of the bigger innovative minds in sports. I think of Ted Leonsis, who's the owner of the Washington Capitals hockey team, um, the late Paul Allen, owner of the Seattle Seahawks football club, and also the Portland Trailblazers in the, in the NBA, um, maybe even Mark Cuban with the Dallas Mavs. Who comes to your mind for, for being an owner or a driver of um, innovation and tech innovation in the in the fans' experience.
1: There's been talk for many years. Every time a new venue is built, that they're going to put television sets, you know, individual <laughs> television sets in the seats uh, for people to watch whatever they want to watch. Um, I think for budget reasons, those have always not come to fruition. But mm. one day, I think they will. Uh, what they're doing now is they're installing just mini screens all over the place, um, and those have any game Mm -hmm. possible on so um, and that's because people are you know fantasy football now is you know betting coming on uh, people are interested in following multiple sports events not just the ones that are on the field
0: so we at at, at here at CTA have talked about and researched uh, the second screen experience and also now the third screen experience for when you're watching um, any kind of content at home right, phone and iPads with you, your laptop, whatever it might be. Um, Is that transitioning to the stadium and arena experience as well? And, And if so, are we expected to bring those screens ourselves or are more and more teams and venues incorporating that technology?
1: Well, yes, it's both at home and in the stadium. My recent visit, I spent time observing and I think more people were looking down at their phones and looking at the field. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and again, they're there, I think, for the overall experience, mm-hmm. but they don't want to miss something that's happening elsewhere. So we're all kind of attached to our phones. And, you know, it's important for those stadiums and arenas that do not have connectivity. Uh, so that's the, the number one Emphasis that most venues are focusing on is how to make sure they have enough Wi-Fi capabilities Mm -hmm. Because you know if you're pushing everybody to an app or you want some in-game Contest and they have to do it on their mobile, but they don't have connection Mm
0: -hmm. hard to do (laughs) Um, Can we step back for a second and this is a great conversation with Professor Narati at George Washington University I'd like to talk to Lisa the longtime San Diego Chargers fan now I assume you're an L.A. Chargers fan as well. Um, what are you excited to see? You're, you're a sports fan, right? You go or have gone for the game, for the play, for the competition, the thrill. What is getting you more excited about about how and when you watch your favorite games?
1: Well, if you're at home, I think you know it's that experience. I've tried the virtual reality. It's not what is good for me Mm -hmm. i i get dizzy easy um i like augmented reality i think that's you know fun i'm just not sure that's the going to be the thing that's driving more people to watch sports or pay Mm -hmm. attention to sports it's kind of a fun gimmick for a little bit and that's my own personal view Mm -hmm. uh but i do think um from a fan experience you know you, you have to have good quality play and you know expansion leagues, and you know I'm worried for the MLS with the expansion leagues. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have that good quality play?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think the the new stadium that the Chargers are going to be at uh-huh. in Los <laughs> Angeles, yes, right, right, is going to be very energetic entertainment focused mm-hmm. and you know having lots of bells and whistles and things for people to do and mm-hmm. selfie spots so I think that's going to be exciting for the fan
0: mm-hmm. so you think that would it, it's it's a trend that was if not set certainly advanced um, perhaps exponentially by the Dallas Cowboys new-ish stadium mm-hmm. right down in Texas
1: well it's been going on for many years I mean I remember 1996 when they converted the Olympic Stadium in Atlanta to the brave state oh to
0: turner field right, right. i mean right. they
1: had like a, a kids area and they had you know different entertainment facets mm-hmm. um, now mm-hmm. it's turning more like technology uh, when the nationals opened up they had the uh, playstation area i'm not sure if you remember <laughs> that but uh, uh they ended up not continuing with that and Mm -hmm. put a merchandise store there, but you know, there's (laughs) always been. A little bit (laughs) stronger revenue generation there. There's always been, you know, plays to enter technology or entertainment into these venues.
0: Okay, back to your professorship now and your expertise there. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is it about the new approaches to marketing, and and I'm paraphrasing your words, that that, that has you the most excited? Um, And part of it is a younger fan base. But what's the evolution that you see and, and the role technology plays?
1: Well, with social media, there's just so many new ways and better ways mm-hmm. to reach fans. I mean, there's millions of fans out there, but it was always hard to reach through direct mail or radio or TV. Now you personalize these messages. And, you know, if, if you know they're following John Wall, you can send them a message saying, don't miss John Wall tonight. Buy your ticket here. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more you can do to reach the fans the way they want to be reached and where they are, mm-hmm. not you know guessing <laughs> where they're going to see your ad.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, is the element of uh, the quantified athlete, um, you know, the biometrics around the athletes that are actually performing um, a draw for fans and especially younger, newer fans?
1: It can be, especially the core fans. I always mm-hmm. say that the stadium is filled with Core fans, and then those that are there for more the entertainment aspect. Mm-hmm. So, I think for the core fan, that's just going to continue to drive their interest. And when betting comes along, I think those biometrics are going to play, you know, become more of an uh, important aspect for those that are there for entertainment and core because mm-hmm. those, the, the non core fans, could become more interested if they're betting. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that more and more stadiums are going to have the opportunity to do either in-game betting or obviously just betting on the game. Mm-hmm.
0: So perhaps the fastest growing area of the sports experience, Professor, is eSports. Um, not just that it's a professional sport now that, that where you can have a career, but that there is this phenomenal international fan base, right? Um, is this the brightest star in the tech and sports uh, confluence right now? Right.
1: I've been teaching the business of esports class for three years now, and mm-hmm. it's been fascinating to watch the growth and to see how traditional sports are trying to grab hold and integrate esports mm-hmm. so they can then expand their fan base. So I see in the future perhaps uh, esport lounges inside stadiums and arenas where they could be playing madden or nba 2k or other Mm -hmm. more you know uh, combat style games Mm -hmm. um, while the game is going on so people can take a break people can come in and out uh, you know something they can do other than just watch the game Uh, millennials uh, and others have short attention spans now so they don't want to just sit and watch for three hours. Mm-hmm. They want to do other things. And so having an eSports lounge, a VR lounge, all of these add to the experience.
0: Do you see eSports potentially eclipsing soccer? And, and I think basketball is probably on that list too. As the international sport, the one sport that can draw an international base around a common league?
1: If you look at numbers right now, eSports is there, but it depends on how you dice and, you know, slice and dice those numbers. And when you say
0: numbers, you're talking about streaming viewers, correct?
1: Well, not so much streaming viewers, but people who are actually playing esports. But, you know, again, then you have to look at the rec leagues and everything else Mm -hmm. and people playing, you know, soccer. So it's it's hard to say, but it's easy to watch esports through Twitch and just YouTube. So, and it's available around the world at any time you want it. And so that's why the numbers are so high. And you know, soon, I see all sports taking place that way.
0: Okay. So who comes out ahead, um, maybe the, at least the, the most so, if that's the right way to phrase it professor, with the implementation, a deeper implementation of technology in sports? Is it athletes learning more about themselves? Is it coaches learning more about their teams? Is it fans uh, having a deeper experience?
1: Well, it's all because technology reaches each one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say from a, a team and league perspective, it's, it's interesting because the technology that enhances the fan experience, again, impacts those that go to the games. You know, it could, mm-hmm. uh, and, but if they make more money on live streaming and all these other technologies – then maybe they don't need to rely so much on tickets Mm -hmm. but then who wants to play in an empty stadium so i think we still need to focus on how to enhance that experience in the stadium to, to keep fans going.
0: I love that we have more questions than answers. That's a good sign in <laughs> an innovative space. <laughs> Dr. Lisa Narati is professor of sports management at George Washington University. Professor, great conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you. Can we ask you to hum a few bars of superchargers? <laughs> <laughs>
1: San Diego, superchargers, charge!
0: You <laughs> did it! I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> great. <laughs> Doctor, thanks again. Dr. Ilan Hadar is partner and CEO of Hype, and he is joining us today from Israel. Dr., thank you for taking the time with us.
2: My pleasure. Thanks
0: for having me. So I talked a bit about what Hype is and explained it around the edges, but what is your elevator pitch, so to speak, Dr., your day-to-day explanation of exactly where Hype sits within the ecosystem of sports and
2: technology? Sure. Uh, our mission is to inspire, develop, and invest in sports innovation ecosystem on a global basis. Um, Hype was founded uh, a few years ago, four years ago, and we have created a tremendous ecosystem with more than 30,000 members, including 10,000 startups. And what we do is we match the needs of the sports technology sports businesses with the technology that we have under our fantastic network of startups.
0: So what exactly is technology's role in sports today? And it is nebulous and it is evolving uh, and it is not singular by any means. But how do you begin to help the people who are in the sports world understand all the opportunities that technology presents?
2: The simplest way to uh, define what technology is doing to uh, uh, the sports uh, business is by... um, Having two segments, one of them is to increase the fan engagement, and the other one, the other one is to increase the sport, the uh, athlete's performance. So, in between those two spaces, technology is coming to um, uh, you know augment the way people consume sport and to uh, have the athlete get better shape, uh, uh, recover faster from injuries, and so on. These are the two pillars. Which we see all our startups and all our ecosystem revolving around.
0: Let's begin with the fan experience, then, Doctor, and uh, what that means. Um, we've had numerous conversations of uh, leading up to CES 2019 about. Um, the in-home viewing experience for a fan, Um, smart venues and how the uh, experience is evolving when you're at a game. And then, of course, there's all the content and engagement opportunities when you're on the go, neither at home nor at a stadium. Um, What has you most excited and, and where do you see the fan experience going from where it is today in the years ahead?
2: Let me try and uh, picture uh, a picture from the future. It could be three or five years where uh, the top NBA player, let's say Stephen Carey, is standing on the line. There's one second to go and, uh, and the game is on the line. And he's uh, about to you win know, or lose the game. Now what you see today is that you can only see the stats. You can um, You can be excited, but um, five years from now, I think that what we will able to be uh, feeling in the game and also, of course, the family at home is much more sensing the data from the athletes. For example, you could feel his heartbeat, his stress level, um, uh, and so on. You could also take this and have interactive uh, you know, betting or, or uh, having some kind of interactive with your friends about uh, what you are sensing. You can have some kind of apparatus that you put and you have an an augmented reality. Uh, You could do an e-sport meanwhile. So everything is available today from technology standpoint at the the grassroots level. Now what we need now for for the next few years is everything to emerge and be able to provide it at home or in stadium. Uh, So the, the fans will interact and engage in, I would say, three, four uh, a level higher than what we are doing today.
0: What are the ingredient technologies for that? Um, augmented reality, virtual reality, five uh, G, greater connectivity. What are the key technologies? I'm speaking to you as a technologist, Doctor, uh, that need to be in place to to take that experience where it needs to be.
2: Absolutely. So uh, first of all, we can all, we can always rely on the Moore's law. So we will be able to increase the computation level uh, uh, to be double every 18 months. So uh, the data that we are gathering from the stadium will be enhanced and go on and and multiply. So this could be in streaming, so we'll get a better picture, uh, a better sound uh, out of the game. Uh, And everything is about sensing. So today sensors could be wearables. You could put, uh, uh, you know, uh, audio sensors around the stadium and you can see the drop of the, uh, 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 every, everything that's happening on the floor. You can, you can hear the, uh, the, uh, the coach, uh, talk or you could, you could see the players and have their fatigue level. So this kind of sensing is becoming now affordable. And not only that, we can work online to get those streamline of sensing. Into the, uh, the into the home. Now, with respect to uh, augmented reality, again, this technology is available. It's all about what will be the fan be able to pay uh, in order to to feel those new, uh, I would say, uh, reality from the game.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, how closely connected is the fan experience then, Doctor, with athlete performance? Because it seems that. If not an exchange of data, at least access to that data is one element that will that will enhance our our engagement, our enthusiasm, as well as our awareness when we're when we're watching a game or a match.
2: Absolutely, I think today uh, we made a big progress. People can uh, uh, now uh, be more engaged because you have microphones and you have uh, a- endless camera uh, around the, the arena, but um, next step is to get some data from the players and from the teams. I know there's the confidentiality and regulation and all of these legal issues, but they are going to be solved because there's so much business and money to be made using those technologies. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Dachi Elan Hadar is partner and CEO of Hype. And as we said, he's joining us from Israel. Dachi, we look forward to seeing you in Las Vegas for CES 2019. I'll be there. All right, next time we're addressing a pretty interesting statistic. In 30 years, two-thirds of us around the world will live in cities, urban settings. So we'd better be smart about it. That means more efficient energy use, improved mobility, safer public spaces. All of this deals with smart cities technology. And maybe the best part is you're going to save time with smart cities.
2: So we instituted a study that basically came back with the data that if A smart city is implemented in the correct manner. An average citizen can save about 125 hours every year.
0: All right, we want you to be CES ready. So it's a good idea to subscribe to the CES Tech Talk podcast. You won't miss any of our episodes that way. And a reminder, CES 2019 is rapidly approaching January 8th to the 11th in Las Vegas. All the info you need, is at CES.Tech. That's CES.Tech. As always, none of this is ever possible from week to week without our real stars, our producer, Tina Anthony, and our engineer, John Lindsay. You guys are the best in the business. I'm Scyther Suiters. Let's talk tech again soon.